Advice needed, advice given. I don't know that there's ever been a time that we've turned down trying to give advice yet. AJ and McCall and the Automatrix Group debated eight on VFX, but someone recently found themselves single, decided to reach out. Well, let's just let's just play the message. Okay. Recently found myself single and the worst time to be a single male. Dating for the first time in my 40s. I married my high school sweetheart. We've done part of ways. Now I don't know what to do because I'm trying to find if I need a, a lawyer and a notary to be present if I want to ask a girl to kiss me or, or dance on the floor because I'm worried about getting urban mired. <clears throat> Again, I, I saw what was going on there. It didn't look like it, anything way out of line. But at the same time, how do you date? I'll let you take the first crack of that one, McCall. Go to therapy. Thank you. Because you got to figure out there's some there's some things there within this realm that is being discussed that I feel like you need to sort out to understand moving forward. Maybe things didn't f- go through with your high school sweetheart because of missed context clues. I don't know. There's a lot of things that are up in the air that I don't feel comfortable speculating on. But I feel like that, that you need to sort stuff out before you even try and go forward at this point. Take two big cracks at this. One, the Urban Meyer thing. Like, if you're talking about being recorded, Homeboy was recorded because dude was out with a college girl and Homeboy married. Picture of him and his wife were in that bar. So I don't know what the implication was on your end, and I don't want to jump to conclusion. I'm just saying that's why Urban Meyer got in trouble. Two, the, the notion of the notary or the lawyer present when you ask a girl to get, like... Okay, I'm a dude, and I have not been in the dating realm for quite a while. So maybe. I will concede I don't know completely because I've been out for almost five years. Overblown a little bit. Like, that just seems like the like the the like all the freakouts right of the Me Too movement. Like, I don't want to make jokes with women anymore because I don't want to get in trouble. Like, don't we kind of know what the line is? Not kind of. Shouldn't we know what the line is? Like, I just – I think you're all right, homeboy. Like – I can't speak to being 40 and dating, and I'm sure, like McCall and I have said multiple times, I don't want to go back in the dating pool because it's just sorting through. It's a numbers game. you got to sort through a bunch of stuff that's not great to finally find something that is possible, and then it's even smaller numbers from there and there and there. But <laughs> I don't think your notions going into it are going to do you any favors. So like what McCall said, I think you kind of got to take a step back. Reassess, isn't that when most people do post-breakup, especially like if you are married, your high school sweetheart, and you're in your 40s, you're probably together for a minute. So most people post-breakup kind of have that like, all right, let's reassess. Got to improve myself to go back in to really, you know, assess what I have to offer that would bring someone in and want to date me. Yeah. I mean, uh, you would hope that that's the case, but some, for some maybe, people. Maybe you think you're a catch. I could be wrong. For, I think most people go, Ugh, okay, got to work out a little bit. Kind of pick up those good habits, right? Because you, you get the relationship bod. You stop working out as much because you spend time, right? It's a, it's a common thing. I, w- I would say take McCall's advice and just combine it with that normal thing. Sort through some other stuff besides the workout, eat better, all that stuff. Oh, boy. Um, good luck, though. Nonetheless, and sorry for your what – you, what do you say in a divorce? Sorry for your loss sounds bad. That's death. Yeah, it's just, you know – I hope that the best comes to you. Hope that the best comes to you. Interesting enough, uh, speaking of relationships, we got a message that just came in. 
ask a really interesting question, I think, along these same lines, which, yeah, we'll, we'll do this. Uh, it has to do with uh, trusting your gut, which I think right, you, you try and build up enough experiences to do so. Interesting concept of deciding to invade someone's privacy or trusting your gut. Someone sent us a message while we were going through the beginning part of the debate at 8, AJ and McCall and VFX. It says, hey, Barden with me is, uh, might be a little bit long, but I heard you guys talking about don't marry a blank and the guy with the phone call. Uh, so most cheaters are caught because of invasion of privacy, right? But I have come around to this thought that you don't confront a cheater because then they learn how to be a better cheater. You just end a relationship as opposed to getting to that point. In fact, I ended a relationship a few years back because of gut feelings, and I didn't want to, but I also didn't want to become that guy, the guy who snoops, the guy who questions, and the guy who's thinking about going into her phone. My logic was either A, she's cheating and I made the right call, B, my gut is off and maybe I've developed some trust issues or subconsciously know this relationship isn't going anywhere. I shouldn't be in a relationship and it's time to work on myself, and I made the right call. So, two-part question. One, does trusting your gut justify invading the person's privacy? Two, should you end it as soon as your gut says someone is cheating? Mm, I think that you definitely need to have a conversation about it. And I, I don't know. It depends on... There's different kinds of gut instincts. True. And so, I, I think it kind of depends on the gut instinct that you're leaning into. Um. If it's just like a subtle, you know, your brain's whispering to you, oh, what if he's cheating or what if they're cheating, you know, or if there's like a, this has happened before, or there have been things that have come up or, uh, there are situations that have arisen that are key indicators of, it depends on where you're at with it. Yeah. I like the, I mean, cause I think with you, like you can, I think everybody gets those murmurs at some point or mm -hmm. you just kind of get doubtful questioning whatever you want to call it so some some evidence or something more than just like you got a bad feeling i think would would be prudent if you're going to make a decision with the implications of ending a relationship the interesting thing is the distrusting your gut justify invading the person's privacy especially when set up like he said at the beginning where he said uh you know most cheaters get caught because of invasion, uh, invasion of privacy and confronting a cheater may teach them just to be a better cheater that is fascinating that is really interesting because I think ultimately when relationships don't end, it's because people see, at least believe they want to see the best in someone and so that they can see past it or that they want an explanation to sort out whether it's worth it or not because they've invested this amount of time in someone. But it's a really interesting concept because you'd have to, I guess to know for sure, you'd have to follow the people past that relationship and see did they change? Did they evolve? Did they learn? Or was it just honing skills to become better and better at being awful? Yeah. I think the interesting thing would be, I think you just got to be just a, when it comes to the question, does trust uh, trusting your gut justify invading the person's privacy? I think ultimately it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. You can feel remorseful, but still feel justified in finding out for sure. Um, ideally, I think you go back to what McCall said. You got to have, I, something more than a gut feeling, like some evidence. So I guess to answer your question, technically, no. Just trusting your gut might not justify it. There's got to be something that tips you off, different behavior, weird action, whatever it is. But I think ultimately, like, I don't think anyone ever feels great in that situation, at least initially being like, I've, I've come to the situation where I have to invade someone's privacy. But, like, the other side of that coin would be if the partner has led them to that point, 
there's probably something going on at least that they're not doing right to not to make them feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah, I would say so. I also think that um, a little bit of it depends on how long you've also been together too, because sure. at this point, if you've been together for X amount of years or X amount of time or whatever, and it ends up coming into this realm of am I invading privacy? Obviously, you get privacy. You know, I'm not going to go through and like read Dustin's journal or something like that. But, you right. know, there's there's a realm of privacy there, but there's also a realm of trust. And so it's a it's a, That's a good point. It's an understanding because at what point when you end up getting married, if you end up getting married and you end up having kids, there is nothing that becomes private. It's fair. No, it's a good point. I mean, the time of that is going to be, you would, I think, would also, uh, time of the relationship, everything McCall said would give you, I think, the read on the person to, to figure out one way or the other, right? If they're acting off. That's a fascinating question.